Thanks for tuning in to the Audubon Podcast. This interview with founder Mark Basso was recorded prior to the stay-at-home order. Just like your family, the Audubon family is working remotely until we receive the all-clear. Enjoy this podcast, and please stay home and stay safe. We'll be ready when you are. Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Well, welcome to the 2020 season of the Audubon Country Club Podcast. I'm John Graybill. Thanks so much for joining us. We have an exciting Season 3 planned for you this year. We usually do a show every other Wednesday from the start of the season, from April through October. We are talking about maybe changing that up, so I'm going to ask everybody for some feedback. So if you see me around the club, please come and tell me what you think, what your ideas are, what would you like to hear or you can send us a pod, uh, an email at podcast at audubonsc.com, podcast at audubonsc.com, and let us know. The two options are, I could continue the podcast, let's say, through November and December, every two weeks, and add maybe four shows this year. Or I could intertwine those extra four shows throughout the season when it kind of makes sense. So there would be some times when there would be a podcast come out every week as opposed to every other week. So just let me know. Uh, we do have a pretty good schedule this year. I think you're going to enjoy the shows. We've done more planning than we have ever done to lay out the, kind of the interviews and how things go together. This first episode, as we always do, we're going to talk with founder Mark Basso about what's going on at the club this year, a few new interesting changes, and also some exciting events that he's going to announce here first. So... Without further ado, here is Mark Basso on the Audubon Country Club Podcast. Well, welcome to the podcast today. We have Mark Basso, the founder of the Audubon Country Club here on March, Friday the 13th. Yes, lucky Friday. That's right. (laughs) 8.30 a.m. It's a beautiful day. It is gorgeous. Let's open the track. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) because it is fantastic. we're going to start the, this year's podcast off with um, Mark, as we always do, and talk about what's going on at the club, what happened, where we're going, and right. some, yeah. some exciting stuff. Well, John, thanks for having me on. It's, it was, we had an amazing year in 2019. I mean, it really was. And, um, you know, two major improvements to the club, obviously, the car track, rebuilt the whole car track, and the 12-foot elevation, the 8% bank corner, over a half mile long in the normal configuration and in full race configuration, it's over three quarters of a mile long now, which makes it one of the largest in the Midwest, certainly the nicest, uh, you know, it just turned out amazing. And, you know, with last year, we had a frightening amount of rain, so which prevented us from really opening it till later in the summer than we wanted. Um, and then uh, what's unique too is with the separate entrance there, we now have a public aspect in the evenings, which is great because basically the public helps pay for this so that we don't have to assess the members for anything. So, and the feedback from the public has just been wonderful. Everyone loves it. It's really a level up from indoor karting. And so all these indoor karting facilities in the Chicago area to me are like a nice little feeder system for us for people to do that and 
have some talent or just love it and then they want to know what's next, what's the next level up and that's us. And so that's really starting to cultivate this next generation of members, uh, you know, obviously children, but even adults that you know want to drive. So, so it's been great. Yeah, we start. I think June June first was kind of the target, yeah. right? and we ended up June first. We raced on June second. The members, right? Yeah. We did yeah. members. We opened early. Uh, we didn't have a parking lot, if you remember, and the building wasn't done. But we roughed it and got the members out there. Uh, but then it really wasn't fully done done until about September. So that's what we're looking forward to a full operating season this year, which uh, will be exciting. And the, the yeah, I think you had two. Was there two race seasons for the public, or two separate groups? Yeah, separate? we did. Uh, we did a little evening. Uh, you know, basically a little race. Uh, you know, class or school for these guys, and then. You know, it allowed them to get in the league. So uh, we had our first public league, and it was great. That sold out, and the racing was so competitive. We actually had a lot of members actually yeah. join that too. I saw the list. Yeah, it was pretty just cool. fun, and uh, you know, to be able to compete that way for you know a bargain. Those new CRG cards are awesome. I mean, they are very cool for a rental car. They're fast and safe with the roll bar and the four-point belt. So it uh, it's a great it's a great package. So. Yeah, for somebody to come out here and dip their toes right there for that evening racing, right. see how you love it, see the environment, the, right. the supportive family oh, yeah. camaraderie that takes place there, and then, yeah. you know, that's a great gateway to the karting membership. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's really been great. And we've always wanted, uh, the vision, obviously, for Audubon was to be a family place, and this is just emphasizing that and giving a great opportunity for families to come out and you know, the, the car races, you know, because you're in family races, but it's great. You see all the tents up there, and it looks like a Little League baseball game or <laughs> something. You know, everybody, the families are out racing and helping each other. That's something that's really, really cool, I think, is, you know. Yeah, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know how, how um, a champion of I, I am on the, my family is the poster child almost for yep. poster family, I guess, for the for the cart track because yep. we do, the whole family does stuff. Yeah, and Awesome. Yeah, awesome. my wife who won the. I was leading the championship until the last race, the last double header, <laughs> and I went from first to third all in one day. Oh. And my wife went from second to first, so she won her. Awesome. Rookie rookie season. Yeah, that's congratulations. Great. Uh, yeah, that's I wonderful. Never yeah. let her gonna win again. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, you know the rule: happy wife, happy life, right? Uh, uh, yeah, that was great. So uh, we did that last year, and. That was the big thing. New parking lot, right? New, we kept the sealed the parking lot looks yeah, we, great. Yeah, we sealed every, you know, the capital budget is uh, robust. I mean, we're spending a lot of money every year on the facility, and that's the goal is to keep making it nicer, keep, you know, incrementally improving the facility year after year and pouring money into it. So, you know, that's all part of it is to keep improving the facility and, you know, improving our offerings, so we are going to continue to do that. The, the clubhouse was obviously well-received oh, as well, right. the yeah. new bar, which we opened about a year ago, and the big glass garage doors opening to the outside. So really, that was a real level up of the, of the club, and we're going to remodel the registration building, so that's going to start shortly to try to improve access to the members and ease of registration and funnel people through as fastly and efficiently as possible. So... So that'll start pretty soon too. So, 
Lots of great things. And our first event of the year was the Track Car Expo. So I don't know. Yep, we you, were here. Yeah. Yep. So that was that was amazing. Uh, Two hundred people came out wow. to that. So. <laughs> You wow. Know, it was great. And obviously, Audi Sport showcasing oh, the a big deal. Yeah. RS2 LMS. Wow. I mean, that's... So, so let's step back for a second. So Audi, who, who has been a big part of the club for a number of years, right. big supporter of the club. Sure. Uh, they ha- let's talk a little bit about that. So yeah. they... So, it, it was <laughs> kind of... A, it, it's kind of evolved. It was... Andy Sattler is a really great guy, our contact with Audi Sport, and Andy ran the Audi Sport program out here that was out here for three years. If you remember, where you get to drive the R8 yeah, yeah. and the RS6 uh, or 7 and RS3. But anyway, so Andy and I, we've been communicating over the years, and last summer he called me up and said, oh, Chris from Audi's going to be in, in the area, and he wants to come by and see Autobahn. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know who Chris was. Turns out he shows up, it's Chris, Chris Renke, who's head of Audi's customer racing worldwide. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> and wow. So, is he, where's he based? Is he... Germany. Germany? Yeah. So uh, Chris is just blown away by the facility and everything, and we're just having lunch in, in the bar, and he's talking about the new GT2 car, which, uh, you know, the R, RMS, LMS GT2 R8, which is 640 horsepower, it's got stability control, all the nannies to try to keep you alive in, in something <laughs> that's that fast. But it, actually, it's designed to be the ultimate customer car because it does drive easier than a GT3 is something that's a knife edge. You know, that's even though, you know, technically it's less horsepower, that's actually faster. GT3 is much harder to drive. So the idea was to kind of replicate a streetcar R8 with the same amount of horsepower but make it easier to drive. So that's where this GT2 class is coming out that runs an SRO, and Porsche has, obviously, a 911 GT2 as well. So anyway, so he was talking about this car, and, you know, would your members be interested? And I said, well, you know, I, I'm sure some would. And uh, he said, well, what if, we, what if we came out with an Autobahn edition of the car? And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So um, it's incredible. And then, uh, you know, it... Tom Christensen, you know, give a video to talk about he'll actually come out and if you take delivery of a car, he'll come and instruct it, instruct you in the car. And Tom, I mean, and Tom is the nine-time <clears throat> winning Le Mans uh, champion, Audi factory driver. So, so he drives for so you yeah. buy the car, Tom. Tom will come out to Autobahn, you take delivery of the car, and he'll teach you how to drive this monster. <laughs> and it's the, the Audubon edition. Yeah, it's an wow. Audubon red from our logo, and then obviously you can design the specific livery any way you want, but that's the base color. And they're only going to make a couple of them. I mean, this is very, very rare. They're not doing it for any other clubs in the U.S., and so I really hope some of the members take advantage of it, or, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity. I mean, talk about exclusive, you know, people fall over themselves to buy one of a thousand or something. Well, this is like one of I don't know, three. <laughs> so I think it's going to be pretty cool. And then it's a bucket list car because with this car, you could take it to Europe and run in, in you know, at, in one of the famous spa or Le Mans. I mean, this, these cars run all over the world in this series. So it's Not something. street legal, right? I'm sure no. there's no, no VIN number. No, this is a full-blown <clears throat> factory-built race car. And um, it's kind of, it's interesting because you're seeing an evolution now of race cars, you know, where, 
when you, I'm sure, and I have done, of course, the wrong thing where you buy a streetcar and then you just start dumping money into it and evolving it. And all of a sudden it comes sort of this Franken track monster thing. <laughs> but now the manufacturers are recognizing this opportunity and you're seeing more and more factory built race cars, which is very exciting because the R&D and the technological development they have is so far over what any of us could possibly do or even, you know, the, the race shops here are very, very talented. I mean, that's the level, you know, that they can bring these cars to. So now Audi has the R8 GT4 car, which is huge. They had one of those here too. I don't know if you noticed yep. that. Yep. So that is an amazing car. That's actually priced a little bit less than a Porsche Cup car. So it's a competitive car, GT4 class. Then they had the GT2. Now BMW just announced the M2CS, I believe. Uh, there's a lot of initials with these cars. But anyway, <laughs> that's just a little over $100,000. And it's going to be an amazing, another amazing factory-built race car. Uh, the Leger that was here is, an, I don't know if you looked at that car. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, we hope to have. The Ford um, EcoBoost. Yeah, yeah we have to talk. Hopefully, we'll have them on the podcast here yeah. next couple of day or next couple of episodes. So I think it's very, very exciting time to... Uh, for an enthusiast to be able to buy a factory-built race car. So how would how would you go about buying the the Audi? Just call call you up here at the yeah. club. Yeah, and I'll I'll hook you up with Andy and Chris and and uh, you know it's it's basically a custom-made suit, simply 640 horsepower custom-made <laughs> suit. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about racing. So you raced uh, last year in the Chase race. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> and. You love the chase race. It's fun, yeah, it is. It's just fun. And you're quite good at the chase race. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I've done okay. And <laughs> you were our club champion yeah. last year yeah. for 2019 in chase race. Yes. yes. Which was, um, it's a, I love chase racing, and it's super it's competitive. I mean, super competitive. Anybody can win, too, right? Uh yeah, I guess yes. anybody can win. Yes. Um, my wife got third in that. I know. Uh, she did in, in the novice, the novice division. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk more about that. We have Mike Ritter, who is the race director here, more mm -hmm. more about that um, yeah. coming up here at the beginning of the year to to come out and, and enjoy that. But yeah, congratulations on that. Thank you. That was very very exciting. It was so close. It came down the last weekend once again. Me, Mark Sadalski, Jeff Victor. I mean, we all finished right. You know. And what a couple of years you, ago, you got something tied. to figure out, though, man. You were on that podium a lot, a I lot. Know, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's consistent. You just I started strong, yeah. and um, won the first one, and then um, yeah. don't know if I even podium the rest of the year or something. Maybe I, I missed the second race, I think, or something. Yeah. But I started strong. I was. I said, this is my year. Yep. <clears throat> but anything can happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything can happen. No, it's so fun. It's just, you know, it's just something, once again, that if you're a consistent driver, you don't have to be the fastest guy because I'm certainly not. My car's not the fastest car, so, you know. It's it's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk just a little bit about, you guys go like gangbusters, so we close the track and, quote-unquote, close the track. <clears throat> right. The, 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 out, the big track is closed in November, but you guys almost start working then. I mean, yeah. it's pretty busy around here. So what's a typical day like? Do you take do you take any time off? I mean, after the track closes or anything, you take a week off or anything? Or uh, We were fortunate enough to visit some friends in Florida for about four days, but that was it. I mean, honestly, 
you know, the off season is, <laughs> you would think, oh, everybody just leaves and goes to Florida and comes back That's, in that April. That is not true. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you're really, I mean, you're planning seven months of events. I mean, it's in the calendar. It's another exciting thing about 2020 is some of the events that are coming. I mean, you know, manufacturer events, you know, all the car club events, the motorcycle events, the car dealer events, plus the our performance fleet partners. So, you know, over the winter, we're talking with all the manufacturers and, you know, lining up some pretty cool cars, you know, for the members to drive and, and, and lunchtime touring and also for our corporate events. So that's a big thing. And then just planning, you know, just normal business, uh, you know, evolving the business, growing it, uh, you know, fine tuning, keep polishing the rock, right? To try to keep getting it better and better. And more efficient, so the, the business is growing. So you know, there's just a lot of, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. So, um, but no, it's very exciting. We have, uh, getting on that topic of events, we have Ford coming out with the GT500. So I'm very excited Whoa, about that. Really? Yes, they're going to do a GT500 consumer arrive and drive event in May. And no way. Yes, this is very cool because not only. Are you going to drive it on track here? But they also run in Route 66, drag strip. So you're going to be able to drive this thing at Autobahn on the road course and then take it over and drive it on the drag strip. So, so, so my son is a, if, again, if you listen to the podcast, my son is a Mustang freak. Yeah. I mean, he oh, loves I Mustang. I, I have driven the GT350. Oh, love it. It's an awesome car. Love it, love it, yep. love it. Love that flat plane crank in there. Mm -hmm. The GT500 is a $90,000 car, which is equally as fast on the track as a hundred and thirty thousand dollar nine eleven Carrera. Yeah. Well Randy Prokes, I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah, I saw the video. So I think the GT three was what, a couple's tenths? Tenths. Tenths faster than tenths. The Shelby. <laughs> that's right. It was the GT three, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's a great video. Wow. Um and it, it's it's an amazing car. I mean they really got it yeah. perfect with that GT five hundred. Oh yeah. It's very cool. So so that's going to be obviously amazing in May. And then Porsche's coming out with the Roadshow again this year, and they're going to have the new Taycan, the electric yes, Turbo Yes, I've seen it. I went to the Reveal down in Springfield at Isringhausen, yeah. oh, the good. Porsche dealership down there. So I went to yep. the Reveal down there. That's that's quite a quite a car. Yeah. So they're going to have that and uh, all the you know all the new cars. I mean, obviously Porsches just they, they all get better and better every year. So those are. Two big ones. I think we have Lexus doing some dealer training, uh, potentially some other manufacturers as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great summer for. Thanks for listening to the Audubon podcast. Just a reminder before we continue, this interview was recorded prior to the stay at home order. All of us at the Audubon look forward to the day when we may resume normal operations for our members and guests. Until then, stay at home and stay safe. Now, back to the interview with Audubon founder Mark Basso. When you're, when you're doing this stuff, are you, are you traveling? That most guys come in here? Is it mostly on the phone, or is it a combination of all those things? Yeah. You, go to, you guys go to a couple shows, though, right? Yeah, we, the PRI show is a big one that we've been... What's the PRIs? That's Performance Racing Industry Show. It's in Indianapolis in early December. And uh, there's a track uh, owner conference, you know... Uh, that happens on a Wednesday there, which is interesting. You get to learn about what a lot of the other country club tracks are doing and how that's evolving. And not just country club, it's actually our percentage of 
the industry is pretty small, but, you know, a lot of uh, circle tracks. I mean, but it's amazing that a lot of these guys are very, very good promoters that, you know, Saturday night, you know, dirt running Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I mean, it's <laughs> so you can learn a lot of interesting things from all these, these different types of facilities. So, so that's good. And uh, get out there and meet people. And, you know, a lot of the manufacturers, they work through event companies. So there's big event companies and they're planning these events. It's just not an Autobahn. It's like a circus. You know, they, they come into Chicago. They need to be here at this month. And because then they, after here, then they're going to New York, to Monticello, or they're going to Florida or California. So balancing the calendars, it's, it's quite a, an issue to, you know, try to get them what they want, because obviously that's business that we want. But, uh, you know, then you balance that against your existing customers that come out every year. So so it's a challenge. It's only so much inventory, right? You can't, can't add more days to the calendar. <laughs> so, uh, um, do, do you guys all, I mean, so you, normally through the year you guys have a weekly meeting? Oh, yeah, the operations <coughs> meeting every Tuesday morning. And yeah. so you, that, that continues to the off-season? No, just no, off-season, yeah. That, that's, you know, that... The operations meeting is specific to that week and the next week and making okay. sure everybody's on the same page. So, But we have an amazing staff. That everyone's so passionate here. It's just unbelievable. You know, there's the amount of work that people do and how many hours you put in. It's just insane, you know. And then you had, I know a few weeks, was it a few weeks ago, you had the uh, seasonal job fair. Yeah, that was great. So. Yeah, so, you know, corner workers, I mean, and the retention, even though this, a lot of our positions are obviously summertime, you know, jobs, and people come back year after year after year. So that's that's a real testament. If somebody to wanted a, a job as a corner worker, they'd, yeah. who would they contact? Uh, Mike Ritter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so Mike a, Ritter here, they can just go to the website and find yeah. uh, his name, race yeah. director. Mm-hmm. Um is there any other um, uh, logistic things that happened here in the off season or changes around or construction or anything? Or? Well, like I said, the registration <laughs> building, oh, <clears throat> that's the next uh, pretty good sized project. And Is that going to be this summer or yeah, at the end of the Soon. Soon. We'd like to get that in April, get that going in April. So uh, the other exciting news is another condo building. Oh, really? Yes, we're in for permits right now. So this is. It's pretty neat how this evolved. So I think you've been in the first kind of building. Yep. Yes, so the there's fir- five five units. Well, there were six in the first building. Six units. Six in units first. in the first. <clears throat> and so, you know, how things evolve. And so the second building was supposed to be five individual units. <clears throat> and, of course, you know, some of the members said, wow, those are really cool, but, you know, I need more room. I've got mm-hmm. more cars. So two of the members took uh, two N units, and we made them double units. So they're about 50 by 50. 50, yeah, two thousand square feet. Oh, wow. So you could fit yeah. 10 cars in the garage without lifts. Huge. Three bedrooms upstairs, an office, huge kitchen with an island, fireplaces, uh, big decks, tracks, cathedral ceilings. I mean, these are going to be amazing. Wow. Really, really cool. So we actually have the, the center middle unit is actually still available, and it's oversized. It's, it's because of the spacing that worked out. It's over 3,500 square feet, and it's awesome. I mean, you could fit eight cars easily in the garage mm-hmm. in that one, two big bedrooms upstairs, because it's 35 feet wide, so, so that makes a big So it'd be 50 difference. by 35. Yeah, 50 by 35. that's a big garage, and it's clear. 
part of the garage is 50 feet the whole way. So you could put a lift with two cars and then still have two more behind that and then have three mm -hmm. wide because mm -hmm. it's 35 feet. So it's very cool. So I'm sure that's, that's not going to last long. There are some people looking at it. but. And the construction, so permitting, is that something that happened this season? Yeah, we went in for permits a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, it's gonna t that takes time, but, you know, March, April. So the plan is start, to yeah. get it done, completed by December. So these guys will be in the end of the year, and then they'll have, you know, the first quarter to get moved in and get the garage all cleaned up and all their stuff ready to go. So they're ready to hit the ground April 1st. So it'll be exciting. And so, yeah, some of the options here, so there's still lots yeah, so, yeah, the whole idea is to create a ladder system because everybody's different. And uh, so the rental garages are extremely popular. You know, they're all, all leased out. But and you think as of today, March, I think there's one I see on the talk around the track. Okay, yeah. so no rental garages. Yeah, well, they'll be coming up. I mean, there's, coming up, But there's not open like today anyway. Not today, but, uh, <coughs> but a bunch a... of them come up uh, for lease in, in June. And uh, some of the guys are going to the condo, so when they move into the new condo to okay. those guys. So, so there, there's always kind of a, a flow, but obviously we want to build more, you know, so that, that's the next project is uh, want to build some more rental garages because they're so popular. Um, then obviously They are very popular because last year, I think, what was the project, 30? 39, yeah. 39, and they gone, all gone went. Immediately, yeah, immediately. So, and with all the new members that are joining, you know, it's, we need to, increase the supply so that that's that's on the hot list so the condo is number one and we'll get that so going. rental garages are they the future rental garages be like the same the 15 by 25 would they be any different or bigger or uh, the, any, we, we have a plan and it's it's still form formulating but uh, certainly one of those buildings because that works great so we don't want to change what we're doing that mm -hmm. that'll that'll be fine uh, there's potentially uh, opportunity to have some rental with possibly living space above it. You know, that's a possibility too. So we're exploring that, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue to try to address the members' needs. You know, so yeah, you know. yeah, that that that's awesome. I I feel very fortunate uh, for for our rental garage. We we love it, and um, we it's jam packed. Yeah. And we use every inch of that space. Um, <laughs> the cart mahal. The cart mahal. That's right. So mm -hmm. uh, we uh, haven't reduced any carts in there. We got an extra cart this year, but I think uh, uh, my daughter's old cart is going to one of the new other members who's coming up from the kid cart Honda. So mm -hmm. we're going to keep it in the family. And cool. um, yeah, uh, the double garages have been really popular. Those are awesome. Those are fifty feet long. Yeah, fifty feet long, but. 15, 15 wide or something. Yeah, yeah, drive. Yeah, you can put a lot of stuff in those. <laughs> you know, and then the condos obviously are above that, and then the lots and garage mahals. And, uh, you know, the uh, we have another member who submitted his plans, so we're pretty excited. It's going to be another amazing garage mahal. Uh, so hopefully we'll see that getting going shortly. And all the lots, there's lots, some lots for sale here. Yeah, we sold, uh, Audubon sold every lot we've developed. So the lots that are for sale now are members that decided not to build for whatever reason or mm -hmm. they went in with somebody else or whatever. But So there's still a great selection of, of lots, but uh, more and more buildings, obviously. We had a big spurt last year. We had, I think, four of them get mm -hmm. completed. So 
we did that garage crawl. I don't know if you're. Yeah, it was fantastic. What a blast! That was amazing. So garage crawl was we three new member buildings. We started with one member building Mm -hmm. for appetizers, moved to dinner at another members, and then at and then dessert at the third members. And there was was even musical entertainment, if I remember correctly. There was, (laughs) there was musical (laughs) entertainment. Inside story <laughs> to you, John. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if I mentioned that. I think I did. Anyway, I wrote a song for my wife and got to perform it there. So at dessert, mm-hmm. and first time I performed it live. Um, Man, you give guys like me a bad name when you write <laughs> songs and do all this romantic stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was fun. And boy, it was so, it was well, so well attended. Oh, my God, that was an amazing event, yeah. And I, I, I just... I just think of the the welcoming atmosphere of here's yeah. we're kind of still kind of new. I mean, I think this will be our third season starting up. Huh. Um, but I just encourage new members come find me if you're listening to the podcast. Come find yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, the our producer Mark McFarland is another nice yes. ambassador to know who awesome. who. who you know, come find us, and if you want to introduce, introduce to anything that goes on here besides the amazing staff, if mm-hmm. you know, always say something to us if you hear my voice, which is cool when I come in here and somebody says, "Hey, are you the podcast guy?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I am." Uh, you know, we'll we'll hang with you and and um, show you all around and welcome you with open arms into the into the group here, which yeah. is which is so. I mean, it's it's wonderful. I mean, that was just a, that was a way cool night. That yes. was just great. Yes. We hoped it. Oh my gosh! I st- do you how often or far advanced do you plan those like garage crawls or? Uh, we try to do them at least once a year <clears throat> minimum, and you know, so, I mean, there's still some garage mahals that guys have wanted to be part of that, and then just the scheduling hasn't worked out yet. So you know, but yeah, they're they just keep getting better and better, and uh, Gene Joe Dwayne's garage is being finished up right now. So, uh, yeah, it's. It's very, very exciting to see that. So then uh, I think that, you know, that's something that separates Audubon from every country club track anywhere. I mean, the, no one has the level of real estate development as far as the garage malls. I mean, there's the, you know, the Iron Gates and places like that uh, are very cool, but it's certainly not like a standalone building. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's some amazing garages that those places have too, but it's just different. You know, with the tracks that we have and the now last year there were at least I'm, I'm not on top of all this but there were, least, there were a few buildings that sold last year so one member yes. built them yep. they went up for sale and two of them sold yeah two of them two of them sold you know that's the thing you know that I can honestly say is that uh, it's easy to buy something right but how do you get out of it that's mm-hmm. obviously a big concern of people and you know the real estate market has been tremendous. I mean, we had one of the, the original condo building, kind of on the story, a lot of people don't know, but we first built that. Jim Farrell is one of our members and his daughter Veronica is, and she's a very talented designer. And Jim said, you know, I'd like to buy one of the condos and I want to use it to showcase Veronica's skills. And then you guys can use it as a, uh, a model unit. And, you know, when it sells, it's great. And so it promoted Veronica's business and her talents and sold immediately very much right away and not at a loss and uh you know she's since then designed quite a few garage walls and other things so (laughs) that worked out great and then two garage walls sold the old school and the area 51 both sold last year so uh, so being able to build something enjoy your passion your hobby and then be able to sell it and 
that's a, that's a cool thing. Yes, yeah. yeah, so, so no, knowing that that's available is yep. is is pretty refreshing. Right. Right. Yeah. And right. is there anything for sale here that's still? Yeah, the Miller Building is still for sale, um, and that's a unique property. It's got a beautiful condo on the front end of it. Uh, with a private garage, and then Havoc uh, Motorsports occupies the back half of the building, so it's really a commercial space with rental income, so that's that's unique. The Autobahn Garage has spaces available, and that's a very amazing building with amazing view. You get two parking spaces. You have use of the whole common space of the building, an amazing kitchen and office, you know, three stories. I mean, it's a beautiful building, so that's, yeah. a, that's another opportunity that... If you're, you know, not ready for a condo or building a garage mahal, but, you know, you want to have, you know, place to hang. So that's that's a great option, too. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'd love that building. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's on the, you guys are out, it's on the north track. It's the triple-decker yep. one. Yeah. Um, sits to the east, north, east. That's right. cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. So. So yeah, we encourage people. We're about to actually do a realty blast, so that'll go out to our whole database probably next week and highlight some of the opportunities here. So yeah, great, very exciting. You know, and then and the member racing last year, you know, <coughs> our Miata fields continue to grow. I mean, they're, they're over thirty something cars every race now. I mean, it's the amount of talent the Miata drivers is just incredible. Our GT field at Oktoberfest was over thirty cars. Uh, some really cool cars too, Friday Challenge, you know, the Corvettes, uh, a lot of Porsches. So that, uh, the Miatas, the new Miatas and the Porsches and what was GT1 will now be GT5. That's a big class, you know, that's yeah. pretty exciting. We're, the Graybeal Racing is going to dip our toes into that with my son. Really? Oh, wow. Going to do the, we plan mm -hmm. on uh, spec Miata racing for him. Wow. So he's just finishing up all the little things he wanted to do to that car. And then um, I'm going to probably do some GT racing. I got a factory race car. You do? Yeah. I bought a, um, a factory Boss 302, oh, the Mustang 302S awesome. race car. So Awesome. Which class then is that going to be? We don't know yet. I haven't had it dyno. Oh, uh, okay. I've had it. We're, we're working on, um, I might talk about this in the podcast. We're working on, so I got it in January. Mm. It's a 2013. They nice. made about 150 of them, I guess. Yeah. Um, and slowly working through trying to find. As a car that they only made 150 of them, you can't just go to Amazon and buy the brakes for it. <laughs> right. So that has been kind of a little bit of a challenge, trying to figure out the fluid situation. And Ford Performance is, we've been talking to them, trying to get them some help, get them to help us with some parts. and. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to work all through that, but that's a, another podcast. But anyway, it's yeah. a beautiful car. Those are awesome cars, yeah. Um, it's it sounds amazing. Oh yeah, when I fired it up the first time, I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." I haven't really got to drive it yet, except down my driveway. But yeah, um, yeah. Very cool. I, I assume it's going to be GT two, three, or four. I don't know. It's four hundred and forty-four <laughs> horsepower, and it weighs thirty. 3,400 pounds. 3, pounds, yeah. So it's kind of right on the <clears throat> waterline. To, but again, we don't, I don't really know what it's going to dyno at. So. Yeah. It won't be, I won't be at, I got to do the race license school, which will be another, I think, try to do that in a podcast, talk about that. So, so that's, you know, another thing is the, just to touch on, because it's, you know, it's just evolving as the Autobahn Academy. 
So as the club is, you know, our members have become better and better drivers and more successful, not just here, as we know, Brick Casey Jr., that could be another podcast. A lot of the members' kids who started <coughs> here go-karting have now transitioned all the way up through from go-karts to Spec Miata to Global MX-5 Cup to, you know, pro Some racing. Formula racing this weekend for one of our younger members. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I mean, it's these, these young guys are... They're the future, right? Not just here, but all over. And so we have something here that's pretty special. So the first thing we're kind of formalizing is we have a two-day racing school. It's going to be May 5th and 6th. So you hear it here first. But, uh, oh. Yeah, so it's going to be very comprehensive, a lot of classroom, a lot of skid pads. Second day will be on, more on track, doing practice race starts. And so we're really going to bring our offerings up to the next level so this academy you know will evolve over time but you know possibly fitness could be part of this you know you don't think about yourself right you're worried about the car all the time but um, you know you know what your heartbeat gets to when you're out there racing <laughs> you know so there's a lot of aspects a lot of guys don't know how suspension works in their car they just I'm a driver I just somebody else works on that but how do you communicate to your race shop if you don't understand how that car works so there's a lot of things that uh, we want to offer to formalize the academy and, and eventually have all these different offerings so that members can evolve their talent and their kids and take this place to the next level you know which we think we already are but we need to formalize it now so always growing always always moving yeah yep that's that is one I, I will my son just this year I mean he knows that he we watched the formula one Drive to Survive last year, right? And you know, at 15, he really embraced getting in shape. Yeah, and it, it's true, and it worked for him. Yeah. He doesn't, and he uh, doesn't like broccoli, so he skipped dinner last night. So intermittent fasting, and he's lean, and he's right. We just call it skipping a meal, but now we <laughs> we determined that that's a good thing. You know, I don't know if skipping your broccoli is such a good thing, but anyway. Right. But uh, he's lean, strong, and uh, and excited about about working out simply because. He knows it's going to help him in a cart, in a car. Every athlete and, and, and race drivers are athletes, just as any any stick and ball sport. But you know, the also it's not just physical but mental. I mean, there's there's a big part of racing that's mental and reactionary to reaction time. Uh, so, at the uh, track car expo, we had uh, Jim Leo from PitFit training actually was here. And, oh, I uh, didn't. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, so he was scoping the place out, and he trains half of the IndyCar drivers. So, um, so anyway, this is something that's pretty neat. And you know, wow, wanna, how that is really we cool. Yeah, start so looking at opportunities. We talked about last year. I remember we talked about that ladder system, which seems to be kind of coming in, where mm-hmm. you would bring a young person in. Right. Um, which again, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. Is that you know. I don't know if there's anything other than racing that men and women compete exactly equal all the way through amateur to the professional level, right? Is that I can't think of another sport where they're, right. you know, and so my daughter's really embracing kart racing. She's awesome. um, 13, so she'll be a, a junior, and my son's going to move up early to seniors yeah. uh, for the kart aspect of it. But, you know, the opportunity for them to come in here, form racing skills at such an early age, and then move on to spec Miatas and formula cars and GT cars and then have a whole 
again, you know, we have three young guys right now. They're, they're really have a lot of the Audubon has opened up amazing opportunities oh. for them. I'm sure there's more than I than I know about. I know that we have three on the podcast this year yeah. that we've already got some interviews with are yeah. already to go for the season. So no, it's 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 pretty amazing. And you know, in athletics, whether it's racing or <clears throat> any sport, teaches kids so much, right? It teaches how to win, to lose. Yeah, right. <laughs> teaches you how much hard work it really takes if you really want to be good to, you know, be a, you know, professional at any level. It's just a lot harder than anyone thinks or knows and so yeah this is very very cool stuff and you know this is really I think what's going to help separate us from everybody is to you know this whole ladder system you know to whatever level and you don't have to be a pro racer you don't have to be a racer if you just want to come out and have a you have a cool car and you just want to drive it here that's great we don't want to become also to turn people off that, oh, you're not going to race. Well, if you don't want to race, that's great. You know, come out with your new McLaren or Porsche or Mustang or whatever. Just have fun with it, you know. So that that's something we, we don't want to uh, get away from that was part of the mission of the club from day one is just to be able to drive your car the way it's meant to be driven. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, there's no pressure here that... Oh, I'm not going to race. Well, you don't have to race. You know, just get a cool car and have come out and drive in a C group or do lunchtime touring and have fun. So that's right. Yeah. You know, so but uh, cool stuff. Um, so when I, when do the lunchtime touring cars kind of arrive? Do they arrive? Uh, they'll start, start coming next stuff? week. You know, so. Still the factory standard stuff that we've had in the past? Yeah, it's not new? all finalized. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I know BMW is. I knew an M8 is coming out. Really? Yes. Very excited about that. An i8 as well. Uh, I think an M2. So, uh, BMW's been a huge supporter of the club. Yes. I mean, yeah, they're are they still supplied in the, the uh, te- different yes. teams yeah, driving? That's, of course, that's even even getting better. I think they're M2, M2-something M2 Grand Coupes. Um, so... Very cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so when your child does that and they come home and say, it was awesome. Mom and Dad, I, I want a BMW. <laughs> That's good news, bad news, right? That's right. I can drive this safely. I, this is yeah. what I really need. This is what I need. So, hey, that's awesome. So, yeah, and the off-road stuff, we'll continue to do off-the-road Cadillac, trails. still? Cadillac. Well, now the good news for Cadillac is the Vs are coming back. I don't know if you saw yeah. the seat. The new CT5 V and 4V, uh, and this is the lower level Vs, you know, uh, but there's going to be the monster ones are going to be coming, uh, which I heard rumors. Vs are V8, high horsepower, 600 horsepower plus. Rumor is that the the upscale top of line V is going to have the the Z06 motor. (laughs) Really? Yes, in a smaller platform, which is going to be way, way cool. So, uh, (laughs) well, it is. And as I'm driving a Cadillac today because Cadillac supported the program out here and I got the chance to get in a CT6. Super Cruise is I super cruise all day long. Yeah, it's it's amazing and it works exactly as advertised. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a beta test. I mean, it actually works. It does, yeah. So we've been fortunate enough to have a CT six in our fleet with the Super Cruise and the Escalade. And so, um, you know, we'll see a new Escalade and 
the new cars coming from Caddy, so we're excited excited about that. And we're actually talking to some other manufacturers as well. So you know, we're always trying to expand the fleet, which is always good for the members. Got some great, partners. all great cars here, yeah. and uh, I come out enough that um, I'm usually here to get my name on the list, and yeah. uh, we can talk more a little bit about that. But right. uh, emailing right now is a way to get your name on the list. Yep. Two weeks out, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so I was always. Always had a great opportunity to drive some great cars. We really look forward to that. Just, yeah, it's fun. Just trying yeah. them. And Last year, the DB11 was amazing. Oh, was yeah. Amazing I mean, who, come on, really? I know. You, you get to come out here and drive a $250,000 car, Austin, uh, Aston Martin, DB11. Yep. I mean. The Lotus Evora. Oh, I love the Lotus Evora. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah. Lotus knows how to make a car handle. It's just, oh my gosh, it's it's such a sports car. It's still it a sports car. It is. It's, it's awesome. one of my favorites. Yep. Um, Jaguar. I probably not gonna. Now we usually have some Corvettes, but I'm gonna guess there's not gonna be a C8 because they're all not taken yet. <laughs> but the good news is we're it's not official yet, but hopefully Chevrolet is gonna be part of the fleet. And yeah, the Corvette is the allocation sold out. You know? I know. So yeah. they're all they're all gone, but. You know, hopefully we'll, we'll have some presence, some Corvettes will show up periodically, just, you know, maybe static. But, yeah, it's that car belongs here. So Yes, it does. We're going to work hard to help get that done. So, yeah, very cool. Well, Mark, thanks so much for kicking off the podcast you, season John. here, uh, yeah. 2020 at the Audubon Country Club. Yeah. It looks fantastic New as always. decade. It's very exciting stuff, yeah. Can't, can't wait. So this is 16th? 16th operating season, yeah. It's Outstanding. But you remember, if, if you go fast, time slows down. So if you want that's to right. Live, drive that's fast right. and live forever. <laughs> that's our new motto. <laughs> that's right. That's the whole equal MC squared thing, right? The well, faster yeah. you go, the slower you go. the time goes. You're a pilot, right? so look at you. You look like you're 15. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, thanks again. Cool. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. Please stay tuned for more interviews as well as updates on how the Audubon is responding to the current COVID-19 outbreak and how we are preparing for the day when we return to normal operations. To all of our members and guests, thank you for staying home and staying safe. See you soon. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.